This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back to the program on this Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox, and it's a pleasure to welcome Dr. Raj Jita to Vancouver Consumer. Dr. Jita, Raj, welcome, sir. Thank you, Sterling. It's nice to be here. You are a naturopathic physician. That's right. Tell us a little bit about naturopathic medicine, Dr. Jita. Well, naturopathic medicine is now considered a primary health care practice in BC. So what we focus on is preventative medicine. We use diagnostic methods that are traditionally used to determine the cause of a disease. Mm-hmm. We also do more uh, elaborate testing to determine what could be the level of a person's health rather than the, the, the level of their sickness. And then our tools also involve traditional allopathic medicine, whether it be prescribing particular medications, mm-hmm. to more lean towards wellness um, and, and prevention. So we can use modalities like herbal medicine, nutritional therapeutics. Uh, many naturopaths are, are using IV therapy where we're introducing nutrients intravenously. So it can get pretty complex. Mm-hmm. And, and in BC, we're regulated. We have a college. We have a board. We're certified uh, practitioners with all the necessary uh, privileges and rights and also the ability, obviously, for the consumer, protection for the consumer. Interesting stuff. So why would a guy choose to become a naturopathic physician as opposed to an MD? Just a curiosity, curiosity. question. Well, for me, I've been practicing now 30 years, so I go back quite a ways. And so, so it was kind of cutting edge right, in those days, it, too, it wasn't was, it? It was. Back in the day, um, a good colleague of mine, or my brother-in-law back in the day, he was a chiropractor. And so chiropractic medicine in the 80s was really considered the, the you know, the angle of alternative medicine. Mm-hmm. And uh, he introduced me to this philosophy um, when I was at UBC and I was training to be a medical doctor and said, listen, you know, there's, there's an interesting form of medicine that falls in line with health and wellness and, and so on. So that's what interested me so many years ago. And, and I gravitated towards it and lead more towards uh, using uh, my skills in, in more... Um, Sports-related and injury-related uh, issues. Being an ex-athlete myself. Now you're you're a you're a, a, a field hockey player That's who made right. it all the way to the national team level. So you know about athletes and you know right. about injuries to athletes. That's right. So yeah, w- before entering medical school, I was a field hockey player up to the junior national team level. Didn't actually make the Canadian team, but got very close. And, you know, there's a cross. Close enough to get busted up a couple of times, Yeah, the BC team, you know, we won the national championship. Then you make a decision, you know, what do you want to do with your life? So I abandoned uh, the the athletics and pursued a career in medicine. And, you know, through all of that, being involved in people in the athletic industry, you know, I leaned more towards helping people with health and wellness and prevention uh, for sports-related issues. Interesting. I'm, I'm going to just quote something directly from the waterfronthealthandwellness.com website, okay? This is the first line you see when you go to this, this, uh, this uh, website, friends. If you are living in the Lower Mainland and are suffering from chronic pain, 
pain or mobility limitations, regenerative therapy might be the right treatment option for your particular needs. All regenerative therapy uh, options are designed to help and heal tendons and ligaments in order to provide long-lasting relief to some of the most common ailments. So let's talk about so it's a loaded paragraph. It's yes. a, it, because first of all, you're, you're let's talk about uh, waterfront health and wellness. You're uh, a Canadian physician That's practicing right. in Richmond, BC. Right. And if you go to waterfrontandhealthandwellness.com, one of the first things you discover is they operate out of Bellingham. So connect the dots for us, Raj, connect please. Connect the dots. Okay, well, clearly their business platform is to, to provide this type of regenerative therapy for even clients who potentially might want to travel to the U.S. for this kind of therapy. Right. Uh, being Canadian and being a naturopath uh, and practicing regenerative medicine here, so in Vancouver or in Richmond, I'm regulated and certified to practice regenerative medicine that mm-hmm. involves things that people may or may not have heard of, things like prolotherapy, uh, PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma therapy. These are are considered regenerative forms of medicine that are regulated and certified in the province of BC. Okay. And so that was part of my interest. But knowing that, I'm also fairly well-versed in other forms of therapies that aren't necessarily regulated in BC, but are being practiced in America. Mm -hmm. So those are are, are conditions of regenerative medicine, which involve using umbilical grafts and donated umbilical grafts, which also have what we call uh, mesenchymal tissue, which is, you know, which is a fancy term for tissue that can promote regenerative changes in damaged um, uh, extremities. And that type of procedure is available in the U.S. Now, the problem that uh, I think Waterfront was having is a lot of miscommunication, uh, misrepresentation, and a lot of confusion on what is regenerative medicine and what type of regenerative medicine uh, might be appropriate for clients. Right. So this is more, uh, uh, my position is more as, as a consultant, just to, to help educate the consumer as to what types of regenerative medicines are available, what is regulated, what isn't regulated, what might work, what might not work, so that the consumer, if they choose to follow through any kind of program, have at least a bit of education so they know what direction towards uh, they might want to go. You are the perfect guest for Vancouver Consumer, where we seek to educate. That's right. That's, so, uh, that's what I'm saying. So let's talk, about, let's talk about regenerative medicine. What does the term even mean? Well, it's a term that means, obviously, when we talk about regeneration, we mean repair, recover, rejuvenate. So there are therapies that we use that involve uh, um, injectable therapies where we're, we're using compounds that can actually stimulate particular growth factors in damaged tissue. So if you have damaged tissue that isn't recovering, that's recovered to a certain point and, and the body has a chronic uh, issue... Uh, using regenerative therapies can stimulate and reinitiate healing processes. That means helping to regenerate uh, healthy tissue, helping uh, tendons and ligaments to heal a little bit faster. And those are the type of therapies that are often available in BC, and they would be called platelet-rich plasma or prolotherapy, where we're using a person's own platelet compound 
and introducing it and delivering it into extremities. And those platelet-rich compounds have growth factors that can help to rejuvenate and speed up the healing process. So that's what we term regeneration. Interesting. I first heard about this uh, over the summer with a, with a, a guest on this program who uh, works who specializes in helping athletes recover. And uh, that this uh, I'd never heard of it before. So it's still very very new to me. And, and so let's talk about the the types of regenerative uh, options, as right. you just uh, say on the website. All of the options are available to at least for discussion, Absolutely. and we'll find out which is where, what your chronic ailment is, and then we'll talk about the most likely approach to take to get to get better, to find some relief. What That's are we right. talking about in terms of chronic ailments? Knees and uh, hips and right. uh, those sorts of things? Well, for this type of program, um, using treatments for extremities, we call. So like you said, knees, hips, elbows, ankles, those are areas that are target areas for regenerative medicine in the U.S., um, they're also target areas for regenerative medicine in Canada. Okay. However, the delivery and the meth and the and the product we use in Canada, we're obviously using things like the platelet products. We're using uh, prolotherapy products, but we're not using any kind of umbilical graft. So that's where the differentiation okay. is. In the U.S., they're using mesenchymal donated umbilical grafts and amniotic grafts, which which come from amniotic fluid or umbilical tissue. And they're using those grafts because they have higher content of growth factors and other components that may help to speed up the healing process, even an accelerated process, more so than, say, PRP. But so, I, I noticed you, you, you leaned on the word may, which would suggest that's one of the reasons it's not yet available in Canada because Health Canada remains unconvinced. Yeah, absolutely. That part of it also, but every person and client is different. That's why it's important for people who feel that this might fit their fit their needs, need to get educated and to understand what these processes are. And the word may comes from, you know, the, the particular client. Some people mm-hmm. have really, really severe cases that won't be uh, improved by this type of therapy. And some people might have issues that don't even require this, might not have anything to do with degenerative cases. So when we say it may help, yeah, this is the whole idea is to be educated in the processes and see what what type of process might be the most advisable for you. Back to your brother-in-law, the chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a lot of people have back issues, Dr. Cheetah. Right. And uh, you, you talk about uh, these uh, different regenerative therapy procedures, uh, uh, knees, arms, hips, that kind of thing. Anything in there for backs? Back is an interesting area. Yes, as far as prolotherapy and PRP, that in, in BC, naturopathic physicians, once pro- properly certified and trained, do have the ability to do uh, um, axial, so the spinal area. So there are areas like the hip, uh, the hip joint, mm-hmm. um, the SI joint that, that uh, we can use prolotherapy or PRP for. However, anything beyond that, anything closer to the spinal cord and so on, is is something that's not commonly practiced. Okay, and also with like uh, with umbilical grafts, we stick to the extremities. Nothing uh, closer to the spinal cord or the spinal fluid, or or even anything intravenously is is forbidden. Okay, I, I was curious about that, and, and it does make sense. Absolutely. It's a pretty delicate area once you get to close to the spinal cord. Right. Let's talk about the uh, the the various uh, options available. You said something about platelets, and and that's one option of regenerative medicine. Mm-hmm. This 
this platelets are are are, are contained in your own blood. That's right. They're That's right. They're, they're part of everyone's blood. That's so right. what do you do? You you actually draw blood from someone as you would at say the the blood bank, and then process that amount of blood, removing the platelets, and then reinject the platelets right back into the person. Yeah, similar to that. I, yeah, I don't imagine it's that quick. But. No, it's not that quick. But so there's there's grades. So for example, the term um, prolotherapy is also in loosely termed regenerative medicine too now. And prolotherapy doesn't involve any blood products. Okay. Usually they're using products like dextrose, procaine, which which are compounds that are also delivered into the areas of trouble. So where there's a tendinopathy or tendinosis, and they can also support that and trigger the healing process. So that's where the word prolo comes from, from the word proliferate. Okay. So it's often understood that using this type of an agent and delivering it to an area of discomfort or injury proliferates the area. So it tricks the body kind of into an injury where there isn't one. And what that does is it reinitiates. Sounds a, like the flu shot in yeah, a way, well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it reinitiates a healing process. So you get this advancement in the healing process where the body may have forgotten about an injury right. and it becomes a chronic injury. So people choose to use Prolo for that. So it's less invasive. It's not as terribly as costly as other processes, and it can help with that regenerative process. Then we move on to the next level, which people use, which is called the PRP, which is you mentioned. The platelet stuff. That's right. So that's where we would have clients and we would extract the blood. And from the blood, there's a compound called the platelet-rich plasma. And that's what's extracted. PRP. Yeah, PRP. And that particular compound has a higher level of compounds like growth factors in them Mm -hmm. that help to stimulate that healing process even more aggressively than prolotherapy. So then the third level to that, which, as I said, they're practicing in the U.S. and other countries, but not in Canada, is where we're using tissues from umbilical grafts, so donated umbilical tissue, which contains cells called mesenchymal cells. Those cells have a compound in them called exosomes, and those trigger and stimulate the healing process, as we know so far, even more greater than PRP. So everything has a grade. We've got the prolotherapy, which triggers the healing regenerative process. Then we have PRP, which is a slightly, it's more accelerated. There are more growth factors and so on. So more of an aggressive treatment from a person's own blood. So that, and then the third would be these grafts, whether they're amniotic, umbilical, or mesenchymal grafts, which are thought to have even a greater level of growth factors. For which you would have to go to the States Absolutely. for the procedure, right? That's right. Let's talk a little bit about cost, because you, you talked about one being slightly less expensive than the other, for That's example. Right. As a person living with chronic pain and attempting to deal with and manage said pain, are these costs of these therapies and techniques covered by BC Health? Well, for if you're visiting a naturopathic physician in the province of BC, uh, our 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 uh, legal title as naturopathic physicians and healthcare practitioners, there is extended health coverage. Okay. You obviously have to check with your provider sure. for the service that you're being received. But it, it's covered by some. It's a potential. It's a possible. Okay. Depending on the coverage, depending on how the coverage is laid out. But yeah, there are potentials. But anything in the U.S., no. Right, of course. Now, what's the turnaround time if you uh, are going to go through the PRP process where they actually do extract some blood from you and then... The platelets are separated right. and then re-injected back into your system. I said it, it all sounds really quick. Uh, obviously, it doesn't happen that fast. But what's the turnaround time? 
what's to do the procedure it's not as long as you might think so once you have the client come into the clinic we draw the blood we put it through a specific centrifuge is a very specific process that extracts the platelet which doesn't take but a few minutes to oh, do oh really oh that's so right. it's faster than that's that. right oh, okay. and then the patient would either wait or come back later and then the pros- the product is delivered to those particular areas immediately <sighs> Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by Dr. Raj Jita, a naturopathic physician from Richmond, who is also a consultant to the folks at Waterfront Health and Wellness in Bellingham. And Dr. Jita, you were talking a little earlier about what a, a naturopathic physician does. And one of the things that you talked about, uh, in, in addition to uh, dealing with the, the symptoms or the illness that is presented, the, the naturopathic approach is, in many ways, a holistic approach. Take a step back and try as best you can from even that perspective mm-hmm. to see more of the big picture of the individual and find out a lot more about why this sickness or this particular malady is presenting as it is. Uh, sure, we can deal with it, and, and if there's a prescription required, fine, but why is also a big part of it, isn't it? It's true. That's absolutely right. So I think the two terms that we often use in, in, in my practice is reactive medicine versus Versus proactive medicine. Okay. Yeah. So reactive would meaning you know if you have a health issue that's critically uh, concerning, you react to it. You react to it quickly uh, and efficiently. Whether it involves pain management or traumatic care or acute care, mm-hmm. it's reactive. You're reacting to a specific condition. Um, and in our, in my opinion, anyways, proactive is to understand what direction or what trajectory you're taking in your health, which way your health is headed. And that's true proactive. So you can, you know, make a turn in your health uh, trajectory and say, listen, if I follow down this road in with respect to my health, wellness, diet, exercise, mm-hmm. nutritional intake, this is the direction, this is the trajectory I'm leading. And if I can make some changes now, hopefully I won't lead that way. You know, it's much like I give examples to my clients. You know, if you see a tall skyscraper and if the foundation isn't perfectly level, you won't notice it down at low level. But when you go up 100 stories up, Mm. you see a huge, huge change. So little changes in the trajectory of your health can have a profound change in the future. And this is kind of what we advocate. You know, simple things in your life that that you, 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 you consider to be foundational that you you make as a routine, you know, as far as how much you eat, when you eat, what kind of food you eat, the amount of exercise that you do. Nothing absolutely extreme, right? But something that you can contain as part of a routine daily uh, regimen, and you'll see the trajectory of your health is changed ever so slightly from the day you begin this type of process. But five or ten years down the line, you're not going to be completely askew going into a direction where you have compromised immune system, you have conditions that create a huge toxic burden to yourself, uh, you become a burden to society in many cases. Right. You know, hospitals are overrun with chronic health care management, which now, you know, I think we all as physicians, whether you're a naturopath or a medical doctor, agree that many chronic degenerative conditions uh, can be alleviated, or not alleviated, but prevented if the right measures are taken at the right time. And that's kind of what we advocate is let's find out how healthy you are as opposed to how sick you are. Now, good point. Uh, the problem, I think, for a lot of people is that we, in our Canadian medical system, of which you are a member, uh, we have a, sort of a, become accustomed to the fact that if we're lucky and we have uh, a family doctor in the first place, when we get a chance to see that individual, we're lucky to get 15 minutes. 
That's about the standard time you get to spend with your doctor before he or she moves on. Right. 15 minutes is a very limited amount of time to have that kind of conversation. So as a naturopathic physician, when you see a patient, particularly for the first time, do you try and make it longer than 15 minutes? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a niche uh, um, healthcare um, providers that we are and obviously the cost to see a naturopathic physician is 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 quite high even though it's covered through many extended health plans right. and keeping that in mind that you know obviously because of that that the physician is able to spend more time with the client you know we can spend in a first patient's visit you know it's routinely 45 minutes to 1 hour and a half so you can really and that gives you a chance to establish right. a baseline yeah, for can, future visits we right we can get a, we can get a, a good history we can do a fairly good assessment a physical exam find out really you know more about the client and what their needs might be and then uh, create a strategy i myself you know have a great rapport with some medical doctor colleagues of mine, whether they're internal specialists or pediatricians. And, you know, we work hand in hand. We have a collaborative effort effort where we try and, uh, and, and, and do the best we can for our client based on our specific strengths. So we have certain strengths as naturopathic physicians, mm-hmm. and some of my colleagues are phenomenal medical doctors. And we, 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 we're making an effort to understand where our groups and our practices can fit in a model that will have uh, the outcome for the client will be the best. Reduce the burden on the client, reduce their medical load, reduce the burden on the healthcare system. These are our goals. Right. Uh, open the phone lines. Uh, they are open, friends. If you'd like to jump in on this conversation, you have questions for the doctor at 604-280-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. Now, you talked about, Dr. Raj, you talked about burdens on the health system. Now, if you're a person living with chronic pain, uh, frequent, and you don't have the luxury even of a personal doctor, uh, from time to time, you're going to end up in eMERGE because it hurts and right. it, it's got to stop. So that is a, a management, a chronic pain management issue that does become a burden on the health system. We don't like to think of ourselves in those terms, but what's the alternative? I think the alternative is awareness is very, very important that when you get to a certain point where you need critical and chronic intervention, whether it's pain management and so on, that's a necessity. And there are many, many people who struggle with pain, whether it's arthritic pain or, or musculoskeletal pain or you know neurological pain, whatever type of pain that you might have. There are mm-hmm. people that struggle with that. The key here is to find out if we're able to address those concerns um, in the inception or in the early stages, which seems to be the MO for most, most medical practices, that maybe we can avert that chronic management scenario where patients are on medications because that is the only alternative that they have. Right. And that, you know, beyond that, the alternative is surgery or other kinds of, of, um, uh, therapies. So our goal is to see, well, when we're talking about pain, when can we intervene? So, you know, in case of regenerative medicine, case in point, you know, if we see clients who have joints uh, that are narrowing, there's a certain amount of degeneration, there's some wear and tear, mm-hmm. you know, but they're, they're functioning quite well. They take the odd uh, analgesic painkiller. They're just not great. Now, in those cases, generally, they're not going to get better, 
the degenerative condition is going to progress. That's almost a guarantee. Right. Um, so then it becomes a, a question of right. how to effectively manage it. That's right. So, you know, it will progress. You can manage it. You know, there are simple strategies, obviously weight loss and so on, that reduce the burden on, on your joints. Sure. But you may get to a point where it's a chronic degenerative condition that it will progress. And what that usually means is your pain management protocol will change. So it becomes more and more aggressive. And, you know, getting to the point where, you know, people are managing pain with opiates and yeah. opiate-like drugs. And that's a huge, huge conversation in itself. So our goal, for example, in a case would be, well, we could examine their joints and say, listen, you know, you're getting all the early signs of degeneration. But here's an alternative or a complementary approach that might fit for you. And that could be the prolotherapy type of a route or maybe a PRP treatment that could uh, help to negate the progression of that disease. And if you are so inclined, you can also investigate and research the concept of these umbilical grafts that are being used with some degree and some places great degree of success in other parts of the world. Right. It's really important just to be informed to see where you fit in that health scenario and the map and see how to navigate through that to get the best outcomes for yourself. Is there a point, though, where it's, where it's just, you know, um, because people get there uh, um, and you've, uh, you're a professional. You deal with people, I'm sure you see them far too often, who come to your office and go, well, you know, I've had this condition for the last 14 years. And, well, you know, I just sort of live with it. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's not going to go away. I've, I've sort of come to terms with carrying this cross until I die. Right. And that's, going, that's it. They're resigned to a life that is a, a quality of life that Dr. Gita, frankly, uh, sucks. Right. Well, so what do you what do you do? Well, I think those are the areas where you know this this pioneering approach with regenerative medicine comes in is that there may be clients who fit that model that you said that are resigned to to the belief that their degenerative process is headed in one direction and eventually you know they may just need a replacement of that joint. Right. Well, now there's some growing evidence and data that says, listen, if you can intervene at the right time that maybe we can avert the degenerative, or not avert, but slow the process down or, or, or uh, put it into a state of homeostasis or steady state. So it's not progressing. And if you intervene at the right time, well, maybe there's a possibility that you don't have to head down that road where it's just a default and, and, and pain, ma- pain, in, pain management, uh, to which point you, know, you may need surgery to, to replace a joint or so on. One of the things that we've learned uh, is that the liver, the human liver, is one fantastic organ in that it has regenerative capabilities. Uh, the liver, unlike um, almost every other thing in your body, can actually, I hesitate to say heal itself, but right. it can. Absolutely. Uh, so do we have that capacity elsewhere in our bodies, or is it just because we have a liver? Well, I think that's interesting you should ask that because as far as a naturopathic physician, one of our, you know, foundational principles is the body has the ability to heal itself. Okay. It does, whether it's, you know, your immune system or whether it's your joints, you know, um, and I think we all agree that the healing is done through the body. What we're using as tools, whether it be an analgesic, an antibiotic, uh, um, you know, a pain management protocol, what we're using are things that help to facilitate the healing process. Right. But make no mistake, body is, the body is the true 
um, you know, organ systems that do the healing. And it, the trick is to find out what type of methodology facilitates and supports and improves your healing capacity. That's the real trick. Whether it be allopathic, naturopathic, lifestyle, whatever it is, we need to find out what fits the person and facilitates that healing process. It sounds like, in many cases, it's a combination of all of the above. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm, I'm a true advocate of putting the strengths of uh, professionals like myself and the medical profession uh, in, in arms and together so that we can uh, improve the outcome for the client. And a lot of cases, certainly not all, but in many cases, a lot of these problems. Uh, now, you're a former athlete. You probably still have trouble walking up a flight of stairs. I know a lot of former athletes who've just got banged up once too often, and walking up a flight of stairs just is not easy. Uh, and yet, you understand the the fact that you still got to make it up the stairs, and so you, you, you do it. That's right. So, uh, making that walk easier is what it's all about. You still, you, you know it's not going to be perfect. You're not 20 anymore. Absolutely. And you're not on the national field hockey That's team right. anymore, but you still got to make it up that flight. Of That's stairs. right. So realistic expectations is, I think, what we're, we're coming to terms with here is that, you know, as we get older, one thing is for sure uh, is, as far as I know right now, the old saying, death and taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Those two things will happen. But at the end of the day, the whole process is to see where you fit as far as, you know, your age and what type of, um, of lifestyle and quality of lifestyle you want and expect. And sometimes just, uh, you know, um, submitting to chronic pain uh, because you feel there's no other option is, is, is sad. And this is where, where, you know, we're coming along is to see, well, there may be some options that could help with your chronic pain that you may not need to just absolve to. Do people get intimidated by seeing a naturopathic physician like yourself because they're unaware of, of maybe coverage and cost and all of that stuff? So I, I, I couldn't possibly afford to go see your guest. Oh, I, I, th- I think that, uh, it, again, it's a question of priorities. I'll be honest with you, that when your priorities are there and you really prioritize your health and wellness, the cost for a lot of people is still uh, um, not achievable, but but for the, by and large the the larger landscape, I think when you understand what your priorities are, that the cost problem ca- is 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 not that hard to resolve, really. Well, it's an investment in yourself Absolutely. and your future, right. and if if you don't do it, nobody else is Absolutely. going to. Absolutely. So you know, I'm I'm a strong believer that it's about priority, and I think when you ask the question, <clears throat> excuse me, intimidation. Uh, I don't think it's intimidation. It, I think it's uh, awareness that if, if I think if, if the, the listeners were fully aware and educated as to where we fit in the healthcare model, there wouldn't be a sense of intimidation. I think the intimidation is for me as a naturopath because people come in so well-educated. I got to know exactly what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, Scott, uh, if you can make it really quick, jump in here, please. Yeah, I'm uh, 53, and I developed psoriatic arthritis about uh, eight years ago. Uh, it took a long time to get something to uh, a biologic to treat it. Um, but I'm having a uh, struggle with weight loss, and I've tried a couple of things through my GP to get into some kind of a, a management program, and it, it doesn't seem to be helping me. I get uh, told about the food guide, uh, things like that, and it's not really tailored to my physique or my biology. Is there something that I could find that would help me in that direction? Or 
perhaps um, a, a consultation would be a, a, in order here, Dr. G? Well, absolutely. I mean, you're mentioning uh, psoriatic arthritis, yeah. and psoriatic arthritis is a, is a type of arthritis that's immune function related. So it's not your typical type of, say, what we call degenerative joint disease, which is just a, a wear and tear phenomenon and, and a, a higher success rate with the type of therapies that this program was dealing with. How will Scott get a hold of you if he wants to? Because I've got uh, waterfrontwealthandhealthandwellness.com uh, up in front of oh, okay. me. How, do, how, do, how does Scott and anyone else listening uh, who's been intrigued by what you've had to say for the last hour actually get in touch with you? Uh, Obviously, my name, Dr. Jita, J-H-E-E-T-A, or I practice out of the Richmond Naturopathic um, Clinic. All right, Richmond Naturopathic Clinic. There you go, Scott. Richmond Naturopathic Clinic. Ask for Dr. (laughs) Jita. That's right. But psoriatic arthritis is not uh, a simple um, degenerative type condition. There's a lot more to it. There's an immune dysfunction that needs to be dealt with. Well, hopefully, Scott, will connect with you, Raj. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your Saturday to join us down here. This is a bit fascinating stuff. And as we said at the beginning of our conversation here on Vancouver Consumer, we aim to educate. And we thank you for a very informative hour. Thank you, Sterling. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.